Jim Perry is the founder and CIO of Perry International Capital Partners, LLC. Jim, thanks for joining us. Appreciate it. Thank you, Dan. Good morning. Is uh, uh, Mr. Warsh over there at the Hoover Institution, has he got it about sussed out? Uh, he's 100% right. Um, I read that um, article this morning, and I thought, oh, I'm going to talk about this today because this is really important. So you already did. It's, it's the most important message that the market needs to hear right now, and it's it's correct. And so what the implica- I mean, the implications, he doesn't sort of uh, finish the story in terms of what this all is going to mean, how this is all going to play out, but at least he has us focused on the right things to watch. So give us the rest of the story in your view. Right. Uh, it's pretty clear, you know, the Fed has been trying um, really since 07, right, to uh, maintain low interest rates to leverage up the economy. And uh, they've been able to do it um, by buying long bonds. And, and now, you know, the trouble is that, as Mr. War said, you know, their, their message is they want to hold short rates pretty much right here. Um, and then, of course, threaten them if inflation uh, rises. The trouble is that, you know, the Fed doesn't set interest rates anymore, right? The bond market does. And the fact is the bond market is telling you, regardless of what, Mr. Powell says, or half the analysts, or most of the analysts on Wall Street, you know, inflation is structural and systemic, and it's rising because of fiscal deficit spending. And uh, the trouble with that is that, you know, the guys that hold the purse strings, the administration has an agenda here, which is get reelected, right? That's November. You know, it's not that far down the road. And if they've got uh, money that has been legislatively approved uh, for them to spend, it would make certain sense for them to front load that spending and spend as much as they can in the next sort of whatever, six to nine months to make sure that the economy's got something to say for itself by the time the election runs around. Uh, trouble is, it's, it's causing inflation. And um, the bond market knows it. Uh, households know it. Uh, businesses know it, and they're not happy about it. So if this if this 43% growth in the size of government that's occurred in the last four years, it's unbelievable. If, if, if we don't stay on that track, and we're not going to with House Republicans uh, in charge, uh, in, in the majority, we're not going to. I mean, you can argue about the specific things, but we're not going to continue sp- printing and spending at the pace that we have in the first uh, uh, the first two years of the Biden regime. So then what happens? Are we looking at, um, I mean, I don't want to say something akin to uh, the 08, 09 recession, but are we looking at something uh, you know, in that direction? I think we are, Dan. Um, and I think it's, it's sometimes it's hard for people to kind of, you know, get their arms around this thing. And what I'd like to say to clients is that, you know, the trouble isn't that the Fed funds rate is at five and a half percent, and maybe it goes to five and three quarters, you know, next month or whatever. The trouble is that interest rates were down at basically zero for 14 years. Well, call it five, really, but, you know, very, very low, much lower than the market, um, much lower than they should have been. And the fact is that 
a five and a half percent Fed funds rate or a four and three quarters percent tenure note uh, is highly problematic for all of the people that borrowed money at one percent and two percent and three percent. These guys have to refinance some of these loans, and money is getting more expensive because the banking industry, the leverage loan industry, the private equity and debt industry, they want a higher premium for the risk that they're taking if they're lending money out. So uh, it's hard to get money if you need it, right? And uh, a lot of people who have fixed assets that had cash flows that were reasonable um, three years ago and four years ago are highly unreasonable now. They have negative cash flows, and uh, it's a big problem. So, And it's not going to get any better anytime soon. Well, let's talk about the mortgage rates. We have somebody that advertises with the show that says, uh, have to put that on hold because rates are at a 23-year high and the opportunity right. to ser- secure mortgages is limited because he says refinancing doesn't make sense or listeners don't qualify for it. So how long do we have to live like this? Well, you know, Amy, it's funny. I was thinking about you because you and I talked about a year ago, and I think you're talking about a relative, maybe it was your son or something like that, who's going to go move to Texas and, and get a mortgage. And uh, we said, well, you know, you said, what should we do? And I said, I, w- I would get it now. And, and you said, well, how high are uh, mortgage rates going to go? And I said, you know, Amy, they're probably going to go up toward 8%. And that was a year ago, right? So yep, they're up right. at 8%. <laughs> Remember that? I mean, yep. that was, uh, right? Okay, so uh, the point is that affordability of houses has never been worse. And at, to your point, the main reason is most people who have uh, a piece of property – did get a lower mortgage three years ago and five years ago, and they are very reluctant to sell. So the supply of existing homes for potential new buyers is very low. Um, And what's happening with that is because people can't buy homes, they're renting them. So rent prices are going up to match the high prices of homes. And shelter component of CPI is, you know, something like 40%. And if you've got increases in rents running at double digits for the last three years now or two years, uh, it's going to be really hard for the inflation numbers to come down, CPI, right? Uh, the uh, uh, jobs number uh, expected tomorrow, uh, ADP put it at 89,000 in September, um, pretty anemic. Now, there's often a, a gulf between ADP and the Department of Labor's official number, and I used to defer to the Department of Labor, but who can defer to any government agency when it comes to data of any kind at this point. So I don't know who's who's going to be more accurate, depending on what the number is. But let's just say for the sake of argument that ADP is close and it's around 90,000 jobs in September. Um, so you would think that that would be an indication to Powell that the job has been done. I'm uh, slowing uh, employment. Uh, you know, more people are losing their jobs. 500 UAW uh, auto workers were laid off this week. So that's good news for Jay Powell that wants to put people out of work to try to uh, curb inflation. Um, so, right. so if you know if if that number is true and and uh, that sort of stabilizes that very slow employment growth, what does that mean for inflation and in terms of its uh, systemic quality, as you were suggesting? Right, that's a it's a good question. Um, you know, you've heard me complain about the statistics that the government sort of gathers in, in, in areas like unemployment and labor. Um, so you have to kind of take all of that stuff with a grain of salt, and it, it gets revised. This most revised number around. Right. And these government surveys, you know, they call people on landlines 
at 10 o'clock in the morning, and the only people that pick them up are people who are not working, right? So it's, these are not good surveys. Um, so you really have to kind of connect the dots with all of this stuff. But I think that – and I'm not sure how fast the real unemployment rate is going to go or the new jobs are going to go according to the government. But what I will tell you is this. Um, companies who are viable and who are continuing to see demand, they are hiring, they are maintaining their workers, and they are paying up for them because they don't want to have a shortage of labor like they did you know, two years ago. And I think the more relevant number is the job openings number that we saw last week, right? Job openings, meaning this is what we're looking for. That number is sort of 9.6 million job openings, right? So it, you can argue that we're slowing down and there's no jobs, but, you know, if companies who are viable are looking for workers and they're willing, and there's a shortage of demand and supply, right? I mean, Powell's been talking about the, 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 the number one issue, even when he, before he started hiking rates, when he was talking in August of 2021 at Jackson Hole, he said the biggest problem is, and he's been saying this every single press conference after every single hike, there is a massive imbalance between the supply and demand of labor. And Powell's job here, what he wants to do, the playbook, is to increase unemployment to something like 4.5%. And the trouble is that the unemployment rate has been falling for the last sort of six months. You know, it's been down. It's 3.8% or something like that. So if workers can demand higher rates and get them, then you have an inflation tailwind that is stronger than it's been really since the 70s. The, the United Auto Workers uh, strike is exactly that story. Um, healthcare and teachers and government employees, everybody in almost every job has bargaining power. And the government, you know, they've already, they've already stepped in and made sure that the railroad workers got what they wanted. And I'm just waiting for the government to come in and make sure that they give the United Auto Workers what they want before this gets too bad, too. So, again, more government spending, more push on inflation, and higher interest rates because the bond market doesn't like what it sees. He is Jim Perry, founder and CIO of Perry International Capital Partners. PerryInternationalCapitalPartners.com is the website. Jim, thanks as always. Appreciate it. Have a good weekend. Thank you, and he joined us on our turnkey.pro answer line. It's news, opinion, insight. This is Chicago's Morning Answer on AM560, The Answer. Signature Bank is Chicago's fastest-growing independently-owned business bank. 